We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rhody Fisher. Good morning and welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Thank you for joining us, listeners. And um, let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We ask that this program would honor you and bring glory to you. Father, I want to pray for those that are surrounding me right now and helping this program go forward. And Lord, that you would bless the listeners mightily, Lord, and for those that don't know you, Lord, that they would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, listeners, for joining us again. We are going to be reading two psalms this morning. Um, <clears throat> they're shorter. I'm going to read Psalm 110 and 111. 110 is really an announcement of the Messiah's reign, so um, it's really a good one. And then I'm going to read Psalm one. 11. So verse one, and I'm reading out of the, um, the new King James verse one, a Psalm of David, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies, your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power, in the beauties of holiness, from the womb of the morning, you have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn, and I will, I will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He shall execute kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among nations. He shall fill the places, the places with dead bodies. He shall execute the heads of many countries. He shall drink of the brook by the wayside. Therefore, he shall lift up the head. Wow. Verse, I mean, chapter 111. And it says in verse 1, um, this this psalm is about praying, pr- giving praise to the Lord for his faith, faithfulness and his justice. Verse 1, praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. 
The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endures forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has declared to all, to, to his people, the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are ver- ver- verity and justice. All his precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding of all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. Thanks be to God for his word. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to give us understanding of your word. Two really great Psalms. The last time I was here, I was speaking about, do we really hear the voice of the Lord? Do we really hear from God now that he has ascended into heaven? Jesus has. And the Bible has no more verses. It ends in Revelation. And does he speak to us after the Bible was written? All these 2,000 plus years later. And I believe the answer is yes. And I mentioned the last time I was here, it's due to that scripture, a part of it. There's a lot more scriptures that I could quote. But in in Hebrews 13, 8, that says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And of course, he spoke to us while he was on the earth. And after he died, Thousands of people saw him walking um, on the earth, and he spoke to thousands. So, does Jesus still speak to us? Does God still speak to us? And I believe I took you to um, Genesis, where Adam and Eve sinned, and Jesus spoke to them in the garden. His presence was there. He spoke, and they had conversation. And God spoke the world into existence. I also mentioned that every book in the Bible, God is speaking to someone. From Genesis to Revelation, he continues to speak to us now. I do want to tell you that this whole thing was spurred on by two friends of ours who recently have said things like, no, Jesus never has spoken to me. Maybe he has spoken to other people, um, but not to me. I do want to take you to Psalm 29. And um, I know I read a few Psalms to you earlier, but let's go to Psalm 29. I, I find it interesting that it talks about, this is written by David, and he's talking about the voice of the Lord. Um, this psalm was probably written during a storm, a thunderstorm, a lightning storm, 
trees were falling, wind was blowing, there was a whole lot going on. But the psalmist writes this psalm as though he is joyful and happy. And amongst the storm, when things are just, rain is coming down, possibly, you know, lightning and thunder just taking trees down, he's saying he is settled in his spirit because he knows that God is in control. He's blessing the Lord. He's honoring the Lord. So let's start um, with verse 1. And again, I'm reading in um, the New King James. And verse 1, it says, A Psalm of David. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. So he's saying God is full of glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in beauty of holiness, meaning that he is holy. It's one of his attributes. He is a holy God. He is a God of full of strength, a God full of glory. Verse 3, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. Well, who might that be? Even in the waters, as the water is flowing, maybe gushing down the road, maybe there's a river, maybe the waves are coming through. Can we hear the voice of the Lord through that, through the wonders of his work? Of course we can. He can speak to us through nature. Uh, the rest of part, uh, verse 3, the, the, the God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. We're talking about not just the streams or the rivers or the lake or the ocean, but maybe the waters that are falling through the sky right now in this, as he pens this, or have fallen from the sky and creating a flood around him. So the God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. Verse 4, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. I imagine that when you're in this huge storm, say you're on this boat and it's tossing you to and fro. I'm just imagining this. And waters are coming down and you can hear this thunder and lightning going off. The majestic beauty of all of that, in spite of the storm, is what he's talking about. It's got to be majestic. Verse 5, the voice of the Lord breaks cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters cedars of of Lebanon. So God could break those like toothpicks. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. Verse 6, he makes them also skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian, like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice shakes the wilderness of Kaddish. 
the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. The strips and strips the forest bare and his temple and in his temple, everyone says glory. The Lord sat enthroned at the flood. This is talking about the flood where Noah built the ark. So during that time that the ark was on the waters because the whole earth was flooded, the Lord sat enthroned and knew that everything was under control. So again, verse 10, the Lord sat enthroned at the flood and the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give his strength to his people and the people and the Lord will bless his people with peace. So the voice of the Lord speaks not just in a real voice, but throughout nature we hear him. He's saying, this is, this is David that's saying, give glory to the Lord. The, give good, the, this is a good God. The goodness of God, his sovereignty, his dominion, reigns dominion over everything, the whole world. And he gives his favor to his people, his church. Can you just hear the storm just going crazy with lightning and thunder? And the peace of God is upon David as he's giving glory to the Lord. He's hearing God's voice through that storm. So yes, we can hear it in that storm. And through every storm that we have, we should give glory to the Lord. He is in control. I do also want to talk about other places that we're, we're hearing God's voice. I, I mentioned um, on another show about hearing him from Revelation, although I mean from Genesis all the way through Revelation. But I do want to give some real examples, um, and I'm going to take you to John 10. And um, this is the same John that wrote Revelation with the inspiration of God. And so we are going to John 10. And what I'd like to say about John 10 is, um, this is John talking about um, hearing the sheep hear his voice. And this is the sheep to the shepherd. Who is the shepherd? The shepherd is Jesus. Um, who are the sheep? The sheep is all of us. We are his sheep. And I'm talking about people that have accepted the Lord. We are his sheep. And I, I said on a different show that it would be a shame if we who serve and have accepted Jesus as our Savior, a living God, and it's a one-way street, and we only talk to him, and he never talks to us. What a shame. What a travesty that is. And yes, we can hear him through his word, but through his nudging and, and his presence, 
and using other people, our friends, to give us a word, or maybe a pastor, maybe this, maybe um, a sermon. We know that he is always speaking to us. So we're going to start in John 10 and um, start with verse 1. And it says, Most assured, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. In that case, we know it's the enemy, right? We know it's Satan. We know it's somebody bad. It's evil. He is coming over the wall of the sheepfold. He's coming in another way because Jesus is standing at the door of the sheepfold, protecting the sheep that's in the sheepfold. And so he says here, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. But this is a perfect example of the sheep, which is you and I, Todd. We hear his voice. It doesn't say here that we only feel his presence. It doesn't say here that there was a light shining and there was a sense that we felt that he was there. It doesn't say that we got goosebumps all over and so maybe the presence of the Lord was upon us. It says here, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. It means that Jesus is coming in and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. He knows us. He knows us by name. He calls us. And he leads them out. Verse 4, when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. It's not like they see a shadow far away and they're following this thing. Our God is a living God. We, because we have accepted Jesus as our Savior, we are in line to hear his voice. It's one of the attributes of accepting the Lord. We hear his voice in his word. We hear his voice through a pastor giving a sermon. Sometimes a friend might have a word for us. We hear his still small voice as he speaks to our heart and our mind. And occasionally, many of us have heard him through these ears, the ears that we have, our earthly ears, hearing a voice. And so, do we hear his voice? We should. We can. Um, Verse 5, yet... They will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, 
for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. And this is at that and during those days. But we have the general idea here. He says, my sheep hear my voice. Now, you can go on Google and look this up. But if you go to Google or just type in sheep and shepherd, there is a video on YouTube that has a man, and I don't know where this man is from. It could be Romania or it could be um, maybe Russia. I don't know. But you will see um, a little mountain with grass all over it. And a shepherd just calls out. There's no sheep anywhere. You don't see any sheep at all. And this man just calls out loud. And all of a sudden, you'll see maybe fog or clouds at the top of the hill. All of a sudden, you'll see these sheep out of nowhere running down to their shepherd. Why? Because they know his voice. They know him. It says the sheep hear the shepherd's voice and they know him and they follow him. And also in that same video, or you can look at several other ones, you could see a fence way down the way. And there's some guy, maybe a visitor of the town or whatever, trying to get the sheep to follow him. And they're ignoring him. Why? Because the sheep here is trying to feed them. The shepherd is. And they know his voice. I'm going to end with, if you're hearing a calling right now, feeling a nudge from the Lord, saying to you, I'm calling, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. Accept me as your Savior. I died for you, Johnny, Joe. Susie, if that's you and you would like to accept him as your Savior, I would encourage you to say a prayer as simple as this or in your own words, just mean it with your heart. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry for what I've done. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that you gave your life up and shed your blood on the cross for me. I accept you as my Lord. I accept you as my Savior today. Come into my heart. I want to follow you for the rest of my life and into eternity. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have said that prayer or something similar, and mean it with your heart, give us a call here on Praise or write me, on the road with Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time. Or we're here. We're, we'll see you next time on the road with Jesus. God bless you all. Bye for now. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. 
you'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rody Fisher at rawfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com spelled R-A-H Fisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com with Jesus.com or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher.